Thanks for listening to this teaching from City of Life Church. Check out www.col.tv for more great teachings, service times, and information on upcoming events. Now, let's join the service already in progress. Uh, Man, what a privilege and an honor it is to come together every week and to worship together the way we do. Isn't it cool to worship? When we worship and we do what we were just doing, we lift our hands, we praise, we let a song come out of our hearts to God. It kind of reminds us that life is not all about us. Amen? Look at someone next to you. They may need to hear this today. Just say, get over yourself. Isn't that kind of what worship is all about? It just reminds, man, I hope that wasn't too confrontational. Uh, Isn't that what worship does? Is it reminds us that, man, this is not all about me. This is about you, Lord. Amen. I'm going to focus on Habakkuk chapter 2 and 2 as my text scripture today for Vision Weekend. I feel this message in my spirit today. I feel it in my heart. I feel there are some people here today that God is going to speak a word to you about your life. And I feel like it could be the kind of word that could help you get from here to there. So hold on to everything you hear. Uh, Let's be note takers today. Open up your phone to your notes program or or take some notes. Uh, I think this is one of those days that we can look, look back at this day and remember when God spoke this, say, I was in the room. I think it's one of those kind of days. Habakkuk chapter two, verse two says this, write the vision, make it plain on tablets so he may run who reads it. Write the vision, make it plain on tablets so he may run who reads it. What does that mean? That's not the most, I mean, ESV, English Standard Version, it's not the most common language. It's a pretty clear interpretation of what it is, a pretty accurate interpretation of the original text. But what it basically means is that if you don't have something to look at that is a goal in your life, it is very challenging to meet that goal. It's very challenging to meet a goal that is not clearly defined. So what God is saying is clearly define the goal, the vision that I have given you. Then you can run for that vision. It's, you know, can you imagine if I said, okay, it's a race. Everyone go outside, now go. And everyone just started running. It wouldn't do you very much good to just start running if you don't know where the finish line is, amen? You might run faster than anyone in the wrong way and be further away from the goal than everyone. If you're going in the wrong direction, that's what vision is. It's narrowing the focus of what you're trying to accomplish in life. So today on Vision Sunday, that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna narrow the vision. We're gonna focus the vision to a couple of key areas here at our church. And I believe that that's gonna also help narrow it for your personal life as well. Father, we thank you for your favor, for your goodness, your faithfulness. I thank you that in a moment of our lives where many people that are in this room and and our family members are struggling, going through difficulties with sickness. A lot of things are going on in, in Central Florida here with people that are struggling and needing some miracles. I thank you that in the middle of all that, we're able to come together today and and talk about Genesis 50, 20. You take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. As for you, you thought evil toward me, but the Lord meant it for good to bring to pass as it is this day to save many people's lives. We declare that today and speak healing uh, over people in this room, people that are watching online, our family members that need miracles today. I know my family, God, my kids have been sick all week and my son Jude is still at home. Uh, over 100 fever, needing a miracle. Pray for him right now in Jesus' name. 
uh, pray for every person that needs you today in this place just to reveal yourself. Do it, Lord, today in Jesus' name on Vision, Vision Sunday. Amen. Amen. Well, in, in Greek mythology, by the way, Greek mythology is just that. It's mythology. It's stories. It's not something that actually happened, but sometimes we can learn some great principles from these stories. But in Greek mythology, Hercules built two pillars in the strait, on, on the opposite sides of the Strait of Gibraltar, in between Europe and Africa, and it was going west, there were two pillars that he built, and on those pillars, there was an inscription that indicated, it, was, it, it, was, it said, ne plus ultra, and that is a Latin phrase, ne plus ultra, which means no more beyond. So the idea of these two pillars is that in that part of the world, once you went west into the ocean between those two pillars at the Strait of Gibraltar, there was no more beyond that point. Between those two pillars, there was nothing else in all the world. As a matter of fact, the world ended there. You could, in, in, we know that from history that some people thought you'd actually fall off the edge of the earth if you kept sailing. But there was literally nothing there. But I think it's pretty awesome that in the 15th century, a man named Christopher Columbus comes along. And Christopher Columbus has this feeling that there is something beyond those two pillars. There is something beyond that place. And there's got to be something driving him to push him out to explore, to have a pioneering spirit. There has to be something in him that believes there's a possibility of success. And when he goes out beyond and does discover that there is something there, it kind of shakes things up a little bit for Spain because at that time, Spain on their flag were the words, ne plus ultra, no more beyond. They had sort of made that their, their motto. That, that we are the point that is basically the end of all discovery. There's nothing that you will find beyond this point. And also, not only was it on their flags, it was on all maps at the time. When you got to that particular area, it said no more beyond. And what's really cool is there's a place in Spain called Valladolid. And Valladolid is a city where there is now a sculpture. And you should look it up because it's really cool. And it's a sculpture that has Christopher Columbus, and it depicts some of what I'm saying. And it says non, now this particular version says non plus ultra, similar to ne plus ultra, just a different take. It's the same exact meaning. It means no more beyond. But in the sculpture, a lion is devouring the word non. So therefore, what it means is that because of that discovery, he turned no more beyond into more beyond. I wonder how many people in this room today have some area of your life where you have two pillars that represent the end of discovery. I wonder what area of your family or your job or your dreams or your vision with God that for whatever reason you feel like you've achieved all that you can possibly achieve and you have these two pillars in your life that says no more beyond. What I love about that sculpture is that the lion is devouring that word no. And, and it's, it's kind of indicating there is more beyond. And I, I tell you what, I may be corny, but Revelation 5, 5 says, calls Jesus the lion of the tribe of Judah. 
And I love the fact that in our life that when we believe that there is no more beyond, the Bible says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He is the one that gives us the ability that, there, that all things are possible to him who believes. I believe there are people here today that God wants to impart vision into your life for areas that you have already written off. So I want you to look at someone next to you in this room at South Orlando. If you're at home watching by yourself, get a mirror and look in the mirror, uh, go into the bathroom, take your iPhone in the bathroom, figure out a way to get next to someone and say, you, come on, look at someone say, you are about to get more vision. Come on, look at the person on the other side, say, you are about to get more vision. Look at the first person and say, there is more beyond. Look at the person on the other side and say, there is more beyond. I believe there is more beyond for me. I believe there is more beyond for you. I believe there is more beyond for City of Life Church. I believe there is more beyond for Kissimmee, for Orlando, for Central Florida. There is more beyond. I refuse to put up pillars in my life just because I have reached a certain level of achievement with God to believe that's all that is possible. I believe God wants to break down some preconceptions here today. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine according to the power that is at work within us. Who is able to do more? He is able to do exceedingly more than we can ask or imagine. So vision is not just simply your imagination. If you're wondering what vision is, if you're lacking vision in your life, it doesn't mean you're lacking creativity. You don't need to go into a quiet room and get a, a journal and a notebook and go say, let me see, what can I come up with here? That's not, no, that's creativity. There's a difference between a God vision and a strong imagination. I'm not talking about a strong imagination. I'm talking about walking with God. When you walk with God, what happened with Joseph? I referred to it earlier. Joseph had faith. God gave him a vision and showed him a glimpse of his future. Now, here's the problem is he shared it with his brothers. Look at someone next to you say, be careful who you share your vision with. That's the problem is sometimes God gives you a vision and you share it with people who hate you. You share it with people who are not rooting for you. You share it with people that can't wait to see when it doesn't work or if it doesn't work so they can look at everyone and say, I told you that's what they talk about all the time and it never works. Be careful who you share your vision with because you know what they might do? They might try to kill you and throw you in a pit. Okay, so you have to have some wisdom, especially if your vision is like Joseph's where you, know, you got all of your brothers. Oh, I had a vision last night. All of you were kneeling before me, worshiping me. You, know, you may not want to share that vision with people. Keep that one in your heart, write it in a notebook, pray about its meaning and discern it down the road. And if it comes to pass, that's great. But, but I, I just doubt that you need, want to share that with the people that were worshiping you in your vision. First uh, Corinthians two, nine and 10 says what? No, I love this so much. I'm, I'm trying to define what vision is not. It says what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, what no human mind has conceived. So that means that vision is not simply something we've seen and go, yeah, I like that. I want to do that, but I want to do it, you know, and I want to paint the building red instead of green. It, it, no, it's not, it's, not, it's not what any eye has seen. It's not, oh, I want to make a song like that one that we just sung, but I want to do it about this, and I just want to uh, change it. No, that's not it either. It's not, not, no eye has seen, no ear has heard. 
It says, what no human mind has conceived. Vision is not something that we create. God vision is not something that it, we use our intellect to achieve. It says, what no eye has seen, no ear has heard, what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him. These are things God has revealed to us by his spirit. Vision is breathed into our spirit by the person of the Holy Spirit. God vision is the kind of thing where he can speak one word to your spirit and it could do infinitely more than you could do with your mind or your imagination or what you have seen or what you have heard. There's a big difference between God vision and a strong imagination. Vision truly comes from walking with Jesus. And I believe that since it is vision weekend it's important to say that corporate vision is necessary when you have an organization and you've got a, a church that's doing so many different things corporate vision is necessary that's why we just went through our vision statement and we ended here on vision Sunday we went through our series called where hope lives where we broke down the vision in practical ways I love what we just did it was so exciting and then seeing our new intro today that that kind of illustrates the vision in so many different ways it got me fired up and here we are today at this juncture where we need corporate vision, but what I love about corporate vision is you can still be committed to a corporate vision and have an individual vision that God can do in your life on a personal level. Those things do not conflict or contradict one another. To have a corporate vision that you're committed to and a personal vision that God is developing in your life. So write the vision, make it plain. So today I want to do that. I wanna make, make plain what God is saying to us right now that I'm gonna make two huge announcements about what we're gonna do next as a church that, that I'm really, really pumped up and excited about. The first thing is this, in November, the way uh, my life has looked for the past year, I had something last year that was a little bit of a setback for me, something I thought I was gonna do personally. Uh, and, and I thought that the whole, I actually thought the whole year of 2019 that I was going to be doing this particular thing. It didn't work. Uh, it kind of shut down a little bit before the summer last year, and my whole year was, was off. Uh, so I really, what I did is I dove into Blink, and, and I wrote Blink, and, and uh, Pastor Justin and Cassie and, and Pastor Amy, all of our team, we came together. We put our heart and soul into Blink, and I just kept rocking with what God has put in front of me, kept excited, passionate about those things. So we rolled into November, and, and in November, right before our, our staff advance, we went away to, to dream and to plan about some of the things that we wanted to do in 2020. Literally the night before our, our meeting, I had a dream, a vivid spiritual dream. I don't dream like this all the time. It's, every once in a while, I'll have a dream and it's not what I ate last night. It's nothing like that. It, it's, it's not what I watched on TV last night. It is literally God that just will show me something in a dream. And I dreamed in this dream that I was a part of a special forces tactical team. And I actually like, I felt like I was in PUBG because I had like a level three helmet, a level three vest. I had on, you know, I'm fully attached over here. I got everything going on. I'm like going through this area with this tactical team that I know all these guys are elite. And there's huge numbers of guys behind me and people that are behind me and we're taking this, this area. And, and, and you know, I'm out there in the front and I'm like looking around corners and doing all this stuff. And I felt God tell me from above, he said two things. He said, advance and defend. 
advance and defend. And I did not even question for a moment what it meant when he said advance and defend. I knew that I was supposed to take a group of people with me and I was supposed to go get new ground and take new ground that we had not taken yet. But the rest of the people that we had fought so hard to get the ground that we already had were supposed to be concerned with keeping what we had already gotten. Last year, Pastor Amy taught a message called Stand Your Ground. It was phenomenal. The idea of that whole message is that when God has given you something, fight for it. Stand up for it. Don't give it away so easily. If God has given you a miracle in your marriage and he's given you a breakthrough in your family, if he's given you healing over addiction or victory over addiction, if he has given you victory over addiction of drinking, never pick up alcohol again. If he has given you a victory over pornography, never go back again and ever look at it at one time. If he has given you victory over temptations in your life and you have fallen into adultery or fornication, if he's given you victory and a second chance, never go back. You fight for the victory that God has given you. You defend what he has given you. Why? Because it is so hard to get something back again. It's hard to get it back again. Once you get it, keep it. Look, look at someone next to you say defend. But also part of the word was advance. So I started looking around and you know, I found a lot of scriptures. Deuteronomy 10, 11 says, the Lord said to me, arise, take thy journey before the people that they may go and possess the land. I like that. Possess the land, which I swore to their fathers to give to them. Possess the land. What does that mean? We're going to go take it. We're going to go take the area. And, and what is it taking it from? I believe it's taking it from the enemy. I believe that there are things in our city. I believe that there are conquests, spiritual conquests in front of us that the enemy is just sitting there and he is occupying space that belongs to us in Jesus' name. The Bible says that the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. I believe there's all kinds of things out there that are waiting to be tapped into through people who have the faith to believe for them. Deuteronomy 3.18 says, I commanded them saying, the Lord your God has given you the land to possess it. All you valiant men shall cross over armed before your brothers, the sons of Israel. Valiant. It takes valiant, brave people to step out in faith and to go places no one has ever gone before. And I think it's important as a church when we're talking about corporate vision, something like advance and defend. They're not contradictory terms. It means that you're one group that has two different missions and you might be splitting up for a short time. But valiant people, it takes valiant people full of faith that are ready to fight, that are willing to advance while everyone else stays back and says, okay, you guys go. We're going to take this new ground, but I'm going to stay here and make sure nobody comes on this territory. Nobody is going to take what God has given from us. I'm going to fight to defend what God. This is something you have to constantly do in your family. It's something you have to constantly do in your personal life. Every victory God has ever given you, you have to hold on to that victory and fight for it. And you've got to be willing to take authority over people that have no right to be where they are in your life. And let me just use this, this illustration. I don't know if you've ever seen squatters, but when I was in the Philippines, squatters just will go in a house that doesn't belong to them or they'll go in a piece of property that doesn't belong to them and they take it over. They actually take it owner. They take ownership of it. And this is not just some passive thing. I'm talking, it can get very aggressive. There was an area that I was in the Philippines when Pastor Amy was in Bible school in the Philippines in the early 2000s and I went to visit her. And when I went to visit her, there was this area that had these huge mansions 
I mean like huge mansions, like the Sultan of Brunei lived right in one of the houses right there. A couple of houses down, there was this huge place that someone had started building. And I know this sounds loco, but squatters had come into this unfinished mansion and they wouldn't leave for construction teams. They would not leave. They literally took this place over. And I, I, they, I said, what is that? What is that place? Oh, squatters live there. They took it over the poor guy who's trying to build his house and they won't leave. I, I'm like, what do you mean they won't leave? Get, me to, get someone in there to run them off. He's like, no, they just won't leave. And, and sometimes squatters will hang around and they'll just stay and stay and stay. But you know, the Bible says that a strong man, when he occupies a house, he'll stay in that house until a stronger man comes in that house. And you need a stronger man. Look at someone next to you say, Jesus is the stronger man. There are things out there and you see them occupied already. And sometimes that can intimidate you. You say, well, someone's there already. Someone's doing it already. Well, no, if it's the enemy and the enemy is occupying an area, Jesus is the stronger man. And in Jesus' name, we have to go into uncharted territories and we've got to take what belongs to us in Jesus' name. Hosea 10, 12 says, break new ground, plant righteousness and harvest the fruit that your loyalty will produce for me. That doesn't mean just new campuses. It means new music, new areas, new technology, new shepherding, new kinds of methods for reaching people, uh, innovative concepts. Joshua 6, 7 says he ordered the army advance, march around the city with an armed guard going ahead of the ark of the Lord. Very specific instructions. And look, I'm, I'm going to plead with you right now when it comes to corporate vision. Make sure that when it comes to corporate vision, that, that what God is doing corporately, that you allow him to do it in your life as well. That is really important. You say, well, what is the basis for that? That's the way families work in general. We're just a big family. That when families are being blessed and moving forward, you see sometimes there are certain family members that are not willing to go along. And you know what happens? They write themselves out of the story. Do you have family members that are like that, that have written themselves out of the story? We know it's true of family life. People write themselves out of the story when they don't go where it's going. Don't do that. Come on, we've got something really special going on here. Don't write yourself out of the story. If people get stale and they don't produce and they're not hungry and they're not passionate, yeah, there'll be a different story. It doesn't mean everything's over for them. It's just they're gonna go in a different direction. Sometimes that is the natural flow of life. But man, I wanna be a part. I wanna see where this thing finishes. This has been 33 years of a church that's been loving and investing in Central Florida. I want to go where God takes us as a church. I want to defend the ground that God has already given us as a church. Ephesians 6, 10 through 18 says a final word. Be strong in the Lord in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. Can someone say amen today? St come on, give, give me an amen today. Stand firm. Stand firm. It says, for we're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, against evil spirits in heavenly places. It says, therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so that you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. I told you I had on level three armor in that thing. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on the salvation as your helmet. Take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Can someone say amen today? 
I'm excited, and I believe that there are people in this room today that God wants to take those pillars that have said no more beyond in your personal life, and he wants to take off the no to show you that there is more beyond. Someone say there's more beyond. Come on, look at someone next. You say there's more beyond for your family. Person on the other side say there's more beyond for our church. And I'm going to show, are you guys ready to hear the, the exciting announcements here today? Got four people that are ready. Anybody ready to hear the exciting announcements today? All right, here we go. Here we go. Announcement number one. And this, this is amazing right here. This is something that has been in our heart for a long time uh, at City of Life, believing that God would open some, some doors of opportunity. He has done that. He is continuing to do that. And we feel, based on what we've said the last uh, couple of weeks, teaching you the, the vision statement to build a large Christ-centered church, transforming culture through creativity, empowering ordinary people to lead others and live dynamically for the cause of God's kingdom. Part of that building a large Christ-centered church is not just building a large church like we are in this room with lots and lots of people that are in multiple services. It's reaching different areas of our community. And we've done that strategically in terms of our community, reaching out why we do it with the proximity we do with, with our South Orlando campus, with Colso. It's been an honor, man, four years. And we're going to keep rocking over there, keep doing what God has called us to do, defend the territory that God has given us. I'm so proud of Colso and the way you're loving people for Jesus in the South Orlando, Hunters Creek area. It is extraordinary. Our Lake Nona location, fourth week, the, the excitement that is over there, you can feel it in the air. Our Kissimmee campus, I'm pumped up, man. Every week we get to have two fantastic services over here. But God has put it in our heart to launch a fourth location, a fourth location. So are you guys excited to find out where this location is going to be? Okay, so the fourth location that God has put on our hearts that we want to see launched and believe will be launched in 2021, it's called City of Life Church San Juan. Puerto Rico, San Juan, Puerto Rico, City of Life Church, San Juan, Puerto Rico! Let's go! What's up? Come on, give God a shout up in this place. Give God a shout. City of Life, South Orlando. If you're watching online by yourself, yell so loud that your people live in your house with you think you're crazy. That's what I'm talking about. Wow. Wow. La presencia del Señor está aquí a este momento. Hay poder. Hay poder. Amen. Aquí y en San Juan también. Amen. Ooh, I, I think I got one. I might mess this one up. Hay proposito. Is that right? Proposito? Is that purpose? Proposito. Ooh, one more time. Act like it didn't have it. I know, I know the way it's spelled. Hay proposito aquí en Kissimmee. In South Orlando, in Nona, in San Juan también. Amen? Proposito. Exactly what I said. Proposito. Pero, nuestra iglesia in San Juan, is that right? 
no va a uh, oh, predicar, is that right? En español, cos, uh, uh, porque mi español es malo. <laughs> Pero voy a predicar en inglés. Amen. Through, I said I'm not going to preach in, uh, I'm not going to preach in Spanish because my Spanish is pretty bad. Okay, but because of technology, the same technology that enables us to stream to our South Orlando campus. Ooh, give, come on, give it up for our South Orlando. We got to learn how to get along with our other campuses. Woo! South Orlando, you give a hand for our Kissimmee location. Make some noise. I can, we got the audio up. Oh, it's deafening. It's deafening in the room in here. I hear you. You love, the, you love these guys over here. We're going to have to learn how to do church together all over the world. And this is the next level of what God has called. I want to see revival in Puerto Rico. I want to see God's spirit move in Puerto Rico. I want to see something happen that has never happened there before. There are tons of amazing churches in, in, in Puerto Rico, in San Juan. We want to partner with the people that are already doing great things and have been there. We want to honor the people who have come before us and done great ministry there. We're not trying to go there and be some fancy thing and show off anything. What we want to do is we want to go help come alongside the church of God that is in Puerto Rico and we want to build people up there and we want to present something and offer something in English. The reason why we want to do it in English, there is an incredible, vibrant, young community of people in Puerto Rico that they speak English just as well as anyone speaks English, English here. It's, it's really amazing. When I'm over there, I meet people. I'm like, where are you from? They're like, I grew up here. I'm, I'm like, you sound like you're from New York or something. What's going on here? They're like, no, I've never been. No, I've never been. I'm from here. It's wild. It's amazing. So we feel like there's a place for us there, and we feel like God has carved out a spot. So I'm excited to tell you that on, man, I, ooh, I'm about to start crying. Wow, this is exciting. May the sixth seven o'clock in our foyer out there is our first interest service so come to that interest service with all your information all your ideas all your connections everything you have we're going to lay it on the table the way we're going to do it we're going to develop that strategy and we will launch that location in 2021 it's going down amen <laughs> city of life san juan anyone starting to feel called to the ministry now okay yeah i see what you're saying that's going to be real tough ministering on the beach like that over there, right? Yeah. All right, last one of the day, and I've gone over a little bit, but it is Vision Weekend. Uh, last one of the day, this is something that my staff kind of, you know, convinced me to, to say this on Vision Sunday. I was just going to, I feel like San Juan announcement is big enough for multiple Vision Sundays. That, that, was, the, that was the main thing. But this is something that kind of happened uh, Pretty, fairly recently for me in my life. And last year I told you guys that I had something that I walked away from in my life that uh, I'd been developing for 13 years uh, that when I did blink and got back into blink, uh, it was, it was a, I thought my year was planned and I was going to be doing something that has to do with transforming culture through creativity. I try to lead as much as possible with my church being open with what God is doing in my life and, and letting you be a part of it, not compartmentalizing this and that. I feel like it's one big thing that we're growing together. Uh, so last year, when I had a disappointment about a project that I've been working on, 13 years ago, I wrote my first script, uh, screenplay for a movie. I'd done Blink and Blink. I, I was a recording artist for many years. If you don't know my story, the quick version is I was a recording artist for many years. I love media in the late 90s. 
did this thing called Blink. Blink became something that was really popular here. We've seen over 55,000 salvations through Blink. Uh, it's a way to use creativity and almost like filmmaking, plays, things like that. So I've written dozens and dozens of mini scripts for that. But I decide I want to get into features and I want to make movies. Uh, and that's actually the reason, if the truth is told, uh, why we did the finale. The finale was, I'm, ma- I'm going to make movies now. I'm going to move on from Blink and start doing some. But then the movies didn't happen. I'm like, well, it's not really the finale. Let's just do Blink again. You know, it's kind of that type of thing. So <laughs> it's funny the way you can you know, spin it. So, so anyways, uh, last year I thought, I, I formed a company with my uh, partner, Pastor Kent Muncie. Uh, who, his dad is, a, is Steve Muncie in Indiana, 20,000 member church, has done productions his stage is four times bigger than this. It's got pulleys and ropes, and they, they, they have five or 600 people in their productions. He's been doing this stuff for years. Uh, he, he's like the OG of, of church productions. Uh, but Kent, his son, had produced a lot of those. And when I met Kent years ago, uh, they pastor a great church in Chicago, City Church. Kent wanted to make films as well. So we started a production company called Syzygy Studios. And Syzygy, the vision of Syzygy Studios was to create uh, edgy, innovative content, uh, a variety of things from children's shows and and books uh, all the way up to action films and things like that. Not Christian films per se, the ones that we're used to seeing, but films that are written from a Christian's perspective and with a God worldview in it. So it could be an action movie. It could be a sort of supernatural kind of, almost like a scary type of movie like Blink with things like that, but that are coming from a Christian worldview. We just shared a common vision, but the script that I wrote 13 years ago is about my dad's life. And it's, it's my dad's story. So it would be basically if you took uh, the movie Walk the Line. Has anyone ever seen Walk the Line about Johnny Cash? If you took Walk the Line and you mixed it with The Apostle uh, from, from Robert Duvall, that would be a good feeling of what this movie is like. Uh, it's a movie about my dad's story. It starts uh, in, in the 1960s and it ends in the 1980s with my parents launching this church. But what I'm here to announce to you today is that I walked away from an opportunity last year because it wasn't what I knew in my heart that I wanted. It was an incredible opportunity that some people would not have walked away from. I did walk away from it, laid it down completely, totally and completely. And in late December this year, I got a call from the person who was able to make this happen, called me back and said, God has put it on my heart. I want to do it exactly the way that you wanted to do it with your team. And exactly 13 years, I'm talking literally, if I looked at my, I, I looked at my script online, 13 years to the day from when I first wrote this script until I signed this script, just a couple of, signed this contract two weeks ago, it was exactly 13 years to the day. So the announcement is that my production company has signed a multi-million dollar deal to produce a Hollywood style film about my dad. It's called Southern Gospel. It's called Southern Gospel. And I'm gonna be directing that film this year. It's the story of Pastor Gary's life. And my mom as well. Dad, stand up and wave everybody so they can see you. Come on, man. That's my dad right there, Pastor Gary. So just really briefly in closing, some of the images, just, just kind of give you a feel. It's, it, it does, it's 50s all the way to the 80s. It starts with my dad, uh, with my dad's dad. 
uh, pastoring a church in a real denominational thing. There's a guy in that church that runs the organization that has it out for my grandfather. That vendetta carries over to my dad's life. Uh, We can move to the next one. And uh, we kind of even, you know, the, the theme of the movie is never surrender the dream. Uh, So some of the things I'm talking about today, like Joseph, you know, the dream that God gives you when you're in the pit, years and years and years go by and you think the dream is going to fade away. We can move on to the next one. And we got some storyboards up here that will kind of show you a basic concept of some of the story points in the movie. Top right over there when my dad was 16, uh, a girl that was the daughter of the, the main person that ran the organization uh, drown with my dad at a river and he couldn't swim. She pushed him in and messing around and she got caught in the current and my dad almost drowned himself trying to save her, but she went down that bottom right slide shows her going down. She actually died. And at the funeral, and my dad was a good young man, like was an usher in my grandpa's church, uh, served God his whole life. At the funeral, this guy looks in front of a full room of people, looks at my dad and said, you are responsible for my daughter's death. It's your fault. And so my dad, who had loved God his whole life, instantly became bitter, sped out of the parking lot of that place, went and literally joined a rock and roll band, sex, drugs, and rock and roll for four or five years with a band called the Vikings. Had a record deal on the table. Everything was right there for him to become a big star. And he got busted for drugs. His best friend killed himself. Two of the other members of the band died. Tragedy hit his life led him to God. And it's the story of how do you take a vision and a dream when you know God has called you to do something great? How do you overcome the, 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 you know, legalism and the the kind of people that are trying to hold you back and not believing in yourself to, to find your dream. And the, the movie ends with them planting this church in 1986. The very end of the movie is them starting the church that you're sitting in right now. This is going to be a movie that the whole world will see. So we go into production uh, in April, go into production in April pre-production. And so one of the reasons I'm excited to tell you is that our team here at City of Life is not built on me. It's, it's, it's our entire team, everyone. I mean, these people around me are better preachers than I am. I mean, it's incredible. So I'm going to be bouncing around to campuses. Uh, the production schedule of the film is going to have me away for a lot of uh, weekends. I'm going to take every flight that I can that, I, that I'm available to be here on Sundays to preach here live in person. If I don't, and if I'm not here for a certain amount of time while it's being produced, I'll probably send some, I'll, I might FaceTime you, you know, whatever, just to, to stay connected. But who is ready to advance and defend and, and fulfill the vision that God has called us to do this year? This is not my dream. This is a corporate dream. And I'm just going to tell you right now, I believe there is a future generation of filmmakers. I believe there's a future generation of screenwriters, of musicians, of dancers, of creatives, of web designers, of of innovators, making companies, businesses. I believe God has put those people in this room. And I believe that this is going to be something I've wanted you to see this play out in my life, how tough it's been, how disappointing it's been to almost be there multiple times. And there've been times before I said, Hey, we're making a movie. And it just didn't make it. And it's like, why don't he never followed up on that thing? Cause it didn't happen. Uh, and, and, and I'm okay with that because I want you to see that no matter who your leaders are, they've got flaws too. And they, and they have dreams that don't work out sometimes for themselves. But how many people believe we got to keep fighting? We got to keep pressing. We got to keep moving forward until we see the vision fulfilled someday. God will fulfill it. So this year, City of Life San Juan, how about it? And Southern Gospel, the film. I'm so excited about Vision Sunday. Pastor Justin. 
Church, if you could stay seated for just a minute, we want to take the opportunity to do something really special on Vision Sunday. You know, when Pastor Jeff says his staff, he mentioned it because we said, you have to talk about this. He wanted to just talk about San Juan, but this is not just something that Pastor Jeff's doing. It's not just Pastor Gary's story. How many of you know this is our story too? Like this involves all of us. And so Today, as part of Vision Sunday, we wanted you and believed that you needed to hear this because it's going to be something that we all do together. When Pastor Jeff shared this dream with us, like I've served at this church my whole life. I've been with this family my whole life. And there's been like a few times that I've ever heard him say, I don't totally know what this means. Usually it's very clear exactly what things mean. And he had this dream and he said, I don't really know what this means. And this was before the movie became an actual thing. And the minute he said the dream, I sat in that meeting and I knew in my heart exactly what was about to happen, what this year was going to be. And the night he FaceTimed all of us and said that everything was, you know, unexpectedly taking a turn for the best and that everything was finalized. I said, Pastor Jeff, when you shared that dream, I knew this year would be the year that the movie was made because I believe that we are sending you to advance and and we as your church are going to defend the ground that God has given you. We're going to both win on the front and win at home. But I want to take this opportunity to call you up as a church. If City of Life is your home, then we have a responsibility this year. I think there is such a word of wisdom to those two ideas, advance and defend. Because some of us are hardwired to advance. Like you're always dreaming, you're always hustling, you're always doing something else. But be careful that you don't go chasing after something new and letting go of the answer to prayer that you had from yesterday and from today. We have to hold on to what God has given us when we're going after the new things that he's brought to us as well. And then other of us, others of us are so sensitive to what he's blessed us with that we hold on tight, but we forget to keep dreaming. We forget to remember there's more ahead of us. And so in your personal life, you need to advance. Look at someone next to you and say, advance. Look at the other person and say, defend. We have to do both of those things, but this year as a church, I am calling us to a higher place when it comes to defending. As we send Pastor Jeff to go advance in this way, I'm expecting us to lean into this year. It doesn't matter who is preaching up here. It doesn't matter if it's Pastor Amy or or me or my wife or if it's a video. We're going to say preach a white boy even if it's a brown boy. Like it doesn't matter. Like we're not here to be personality driven. We're a spirit driven church. And at South Orlando, you know it better than anyone that what it's about is leaning in and forging an atmosphere of faith. City of Life South Orlando is a beautiful display of what it means to advance. And as you're sitting there in that room right now, I'm calling on you to step up this year as well because our whole church, Kissimmee, South Orlando, and Nona are going to stand together and see the victory this year. And so right now we've got something really special to commemorate this day. Our host teams on both locations, both Kissimmee and South Orlando are coming down the aisles right now. We have a simple gift for you. It's a pen and it says on it, City of Life 2020, write the vision. And our team can go ahead and start passing that out because I know it'll take a second, but we decided to give this as our gift this year because when Pastor told our team that it was 13 years to the day from when he first wrote this script to the time he signed the contract, it made us think, what needs to be written today? 
for 13 years in the future? What dreams need to be put on paper? Man, I feel like someone is catching this right here today. What do you need to take this pen? I'm not talking figuratively, literally. What do you need to go home and write down on paper today? Are there scripts? Are there songs? Are there business plans? Are there ideas? Are there structures? Are there strategies? Are there designs? What do you need to write down today? And you're like, I don't know if I can do it. If you can do it, then your vision isn't big enough. It needs to be a vision so big that only God can do it. Write the vision so that you can run with it. Something happens when you write the vision. And so we want this pen to be the spark to the catalyst that's in your soul that all of us can start to dream bigger and never surrender that dream. So as you take this pen, reflect on what it means for our church, reflect on what it means for our lives, and reflect on what it means for your year. Let this be a year that you advance and defend. And as you write the vision, you're going to run with it. Today, I want to give an opportunity for every person in this room to know Jesus. If you wonder why we do all of this, here's the, here's the real answer. This is the secret of City of Life, the secret sauce. Make the hope of Jesus known. That's why we do all of this. You're like, why are we in South Orlando to make the hope of Jesus known? Why are we in Nona to make the hope of Jesus known? Why a movie to make the hope of Jesus known? Why San Juan to make the hope of Jesus known? Isn't it news worth spreading? Isn't it news worth doing the hard work for? Isn't it news worth pushing harder and dreaming bigger? It's what it's all about. It's the reason Dr. Gary and Dr. Janice Smith said yes 33 years ago. The reason Pastor Jeff and Pastor Amy said yes 10 years ago. The reason me and you say yes today is to make the hope of Jesus known. This concludes the teaching. If you'd like to support what God is doing here at City of Life, click on the Give button at www.col.tv or text a dollar amount to the number 855-997-6900. We hope you'll join us again.